Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. So we're going to talk about power today. What power means, what having power means, what coming to power means, and moreover... What it doesn't mean. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be with you all. My name is Christopher Bilbrey, and this is the 32nd episode of Perception is Reality, the audio podcast format. Thank you for tuning in, however you're tuning in, whether you're listening on one of the many podcast hosting sites, or if you're listening from the home station of perception.fireside.fm. I ask that you take just a brief minute while you're listening to this or sometime after listening to the episode and share this show. Simply type in on your social media, Hey everybody, listen to this podcast, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, and then share the link, Perception dot fireside dot fm that's all you gotta do and we continue to increase the listener base so i know that people are doing it and i want to thank you all for that very much so today's show is about power i'm just really really in a funk kind of dejected i'm generally a happy person and I look at what we do, you know, I, I believe that I'm starting to build kind of a community. God, I probably shouldn't say that because I've had detractors say, oh, he's like Jim Jones, he's going to make him drink the Kool-Aid. I'm not trying to lead anybody to a cult. I'm not trying to get anybody to believe that I'm the Messiah. I'm not wanting anybody to worship me. I want everybody to get up off their asses and unite against corruption and the broken local governments that we all are a part of and, and live under. I don't need anybody to follow me. I just want to be a part of the conversation and a part of the discussion. I'm not the leader. There are no leaders here. They're just like-minded individuals who are both Republican and Democrat and possibly Libertarian and Green Party and whatever else, who say, you know what? I'm tired of the bullshit. So for those of you that are listening right now, you're aware, if you've been here for at least one episode, 
that there's been some ongoing drama in the communities that I'm really closely connected with. Now, this podcast is not specifically about Muncie. It's not specifically about Winchester. It doesn't just focus on one little community. It focuses on citizens learning the importance of engaging their officials and being active in their communities and making their situations better by being a part of the solution rather than learning of the problem. That being said, I use the community that I live in, in Winchester, Jamie Dawn, and I use examples of what happens in this community, and I use examples of what goes on in Muncie for two purposes, really. Yes, one, to fire up the citizens of Winchester so that they will act and better their local government with me. And to fire up the citizens of Muncie so they will act and make better their local government and their community. But I also give those examples to the rest of you that listen so you can see that there are people in communities that are sick and tired of the crap and that are acting in a way to make things better. And that can make you believe that you can do it in Anderson or you can do it in Richmond or you can do it in your community in Florida or North Carolina or Alabama or one of the other states. <laughs> I wasn't going to try to name through them because I just drew a blank. I know what the states are. Leave me alone. It's been a long day. I got a headache. This episode should have been out two days ago. I've been really bogged down. And uh, right as I started recording this, I developed a pretty big headache. And then actually received a phone call and was talking about how smart an individual is. And I just thought about that because that leads into what I was kind of talking about. Talking about how smart somebody thinks they are versus how smart they really are and the power and control that somebody exhibits. And the power and control that we allow them to exhibit over us. I, I really didn't have a direction for this episode. Because here's what these episodes are for. They're not just the bitch sessions for the communities that I'm involved with. That's kind of what the video platforms are. These audio episodes are supposed to be designed to give you information about what's happening. And we are going to do that really soon, getting back in with teaching things like how one goes about doing early voting, 
how somebody goes about voting absentee. Maybe we might do an episode on poll worker training. Things like that. Because that's information that people need to know and don't. But I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't kind of cap off what's been a really crazy last couple weeks in and around Muncie and Delaware County. Of course, while I say cap off, right now at the recording of this audio episode, I'm aware that there is still more stuff that's getting ready to come out and getting ready to pop off, and it's going to make things crazy within the community. But at least one bad fumble, a mess up, a blunder, the Whale Sustainable Products, the Steel Dust plant, the recycling plant, which was going to shoot off mercury and lead into the air, deforming everybody in Delaware County and two or three counties all east of there, which would include the county that I'm currently in in Randolph County. For those of you that care to wonder why I care, and for those of you that wonder why I care, and you've got a problem with it, piss off. All right, I'll stand here and wait while you piss right on off. Perception. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Now that you've done that, we'll get back to the show. I started to take this show a couple different ways, but I said something while talking to somebody today, earlier today, and I thought, you know what? That's what I'm going to do this show about. So often we say, oh, the police do this because they've got the power, they're in power. Or, that person's going to do that when they come to power. Or, look, they're rising and their power is growing. We need to stop saying that. This is going to be one of the most libertarian things that I have said or that I'll be saying for a while, probably. But I feel... As an adult male who lives in the Midwest, United States of America, who votes, who works, who pays taxes, that I don't need many people to tell me what to do. You know, I've got my parents, my my dad's deceased, God rest his soul. I've got my mother and I've got my stepfather. And I've got my family. I've got a boss at work. I've got two producers and some friends that, you know, I take information and ideas off of. I don't need any other people to have any power over me. We as a society and we as citizens who specifically are engaging in our community need to stop using the term come to power or they're in power or look, the Republicans are in power or the Democrats are in power. Bullshit. They are in that position of public servitude. They are public servants. 
They have risen to be a public servant. They are serving us. The citizens have the power. And this is something that I feel really strongly about. Keep in mind here, folks. We're just about a month out from learning that police officers, men with badges and guns and handcuffs, and the ability to take people's freedom, were running my information following me around. I was getting anonymous text messages and emails and and phone calls telling me pertinent information that one could only find in this police search. And it was all around the time about me speaking out about a city councilor from Muncie, Indiana named Nora the Wicked Witch of 214 Powell. And another gentleman experienced the same issue, and his handgun license was taken temporarily. Now we're finding out, because I spoke out, and because Audie Barber spoke out, and because the news media came and did stories on this, and called us down to the 93.1 WIBC studios to talk to Tony Katz, Because they realize what a problem this is. Now, other people have come forward and said, Hey, should I have my information checked? What if the police have ran me? And you know what I said? Nah, calm down. The police isn't out there running everybody. And these people said, Well, you know, I'm political. I've said this and that. I've done this and that. And I said, You know, just because... You've attended a city council meeting and watched a meeting on Facebook or listened to the podcast or liked a status of mine or maybe a politician's doesn't mean the police is doing this to you. But now, if you truly feel like they might be, I will absolutely give you the information that you need, what you need to say, how you need to say it, and who you need to send it to at the state police to check and see if you've been ran. And I gave that information out to a good amount of people. And you know what happened? Some of those people came back and said, hey, nobody ran me. I'm in the clear. Great, thank God. And I thought, you know what? Kick ass, that's cool. Some of those people came back and said, ah, yeah, I've been ran, but hell, I forgot I got a speeding ticket. And it was in connection with that speeding ticket over in Anderson. And, well, yes, that's it. So that was over. Thank God. But guess what? Some of those people, four at this moment, five at this moment, have come back and said, you know what? I ran this. And guess what? The state police is telling me that a police agency called the Muncie City Police Department has ran my information without valid reason. And I've said, no way, you don't say. You've got to be shitting me. Now, some of these other people 
are connected politically. At least two of the people ran by the police have been connected to Nora Powell, the city councilor from Muncie, in the fact that they were or are, and I'm going to leave that distinction, an opponent of hers. So try that on for size for a second. You have two people ran that have at some point ran or have been or is running a political campaign against Nora Powell. Okay? And there's a couple other people that are connected in here politically. And I'm going to back this up real quick because I was talking to a candidate currently running for office in Muncie. And this candidate said, well, guess what? I talked to Muncie police officer Justin Peters. He was one that ran me. All right. He ran me on June 4th. Now, the reason that he gave to the investigators when they questioned him was he had heard my name on the radio 11 days before is a result of a traffic stop performed on me for a seatbelt violation. In the state of Indiana, a seatbelt violation is weird. It's a $25 ticket. It's non-pointable. And they can pull you over for it, but they can't, like, ask to search your car. They can't do a bunch of stuff. They can't get real invasive with it, all right? They can basically give you the ticket and send you on your way. So this jackass is telling these investigators that the reason he broke the IDAX rules and ran my name and got a violation for it, let's keep this in mind, his excuse was just simply that, an excuse. It was not good enough, all right? Because it was just a bullshit excuse, and because of that, he received a violation for it. The city of Muncie Police Department received a violation. Whatever happened, whatever he said, the reason why wasn't good enough. It was not a valid reason, and the state police issued a violation for it. Along with a couple others, all right? But he said, well, I ran it because I heard his name from a radio traffic stop 11 days before, and I wanted to check him for warrants. Well, you know what? That doesn't work that way. But he told this candidate that the reason he ran me was because my name came up in a case where so and it, uh, we don't know who uh, uh, all bullshit because that's not what he told the state troopers or that's not what he told his city investigators who questioned him about this. So now he's told two different stories. Because what they're wanting to do is to make sure that it doesn't come out that this was connected to Nora. And people are saying, like, well, what's the connection here? And I'm going to break it really down really simple for you. I'm speaking out about Nora Powell. 
and others are starting to speak out about Nora Powell. Miss Powell is a 214 Democrat. She's currently on the Muncie City Council as an at-large member. She sits on a wide variety of committees on the council, but she chairs the Finance Committee. And on that Finance Committee, she has a lot of power and, and helps set the budget for each department. And she loves to give the city police department lots of money. Now, as a supporter of law enforcement, I want the police to have as much money as they can have. But there are still other departments within city government, and you can't just get crazy. She also is instrumental in negotiating for the city with the police union, the FOP. They're supposed to be kind of on opposite sides coming to an agreement. But it's been alleged that she's given the FOP inside information which has helped them get a better lucrative deal. Now, I didn't just make that up. I wasn't just floating around out here in the world and come up with that dream and said, here it is, that's what I'm going to say. It was sent to my house in an anonymous letter. All right? It was sent to me that I should issue a records request for communications between Miss Powell and a Muncie City police officer who's the president of the police union, the FOP, Christopher Deegan. Now, I have had officers tell folks he is never, he in that story is me, Bilbrey. Bilbrey is never going to get those communications because if he does, it will hurt us and our contracts. That's why he's getting messed with. All right? That's an actual statement by a man with a badge and a gun. By someone who's supposed to be protecting citizens, not bullying them because of his overinflated ego with the amount of money that he believes that he should be making. So, police want her in that seat. She is friendly to them. <laughs> and, you know, she's definitely friendly with them. All right? And so, that's why I say, either she asked them to run me, or they felt a sense of obligation to her, or worse yet, out of their own sense of self to themselves, decided, hey, we got to keep her here. We got to shut this dude down. And they ran me that way because they were looking out for themselves. Any one of those three things is bad, and it's bad for them, and it's bad for her. And it has to stick to her. If you have a city councilor or a politician in any capacity who asks or, or attempts to or they do it themselves for whatever reason weaponizes officers in an attempt to 
harass, gather information, malign, bully, intimidate political opponents. That is bad. So, she either asked them to do it, they felt a sense of duty to her to do it, or in their own selfish thought, they felt they had to do it because they want to keep her in that seat because of what she does for them. All three of those are the same thing. So when this Justin Peters tells the first story to the investigators looking into the case, yeah, I heard his name on the radio and I looked him up. Well, then when he tells this candidate for office in Muncie that there was some other story there, you know, that's a great story and an excuse. Still, it's wrong. You didn't have reason to do it, and that's why you got a violation. So I hope the candidate knows that. And I hope this candidate's really careful and separates himself out from these people. Because this is really bad. Alright? And, you know, that, that, needs to, that needs to happen. Because once is one time too many. Two times is inexcusable. And right now in the city government, they're saying Dennis Tyler should be at fault because Craig Nichols was doing all this stuff and Craig Nichols is now sitting in prison. And there's people out there saying, and I've said it myself, that Dennis Tyler should have known what was going on. And either he did or he didn't, but him saying that he didn't, or if he did and he didn't do anything, then it possibly makes him culpable. But it definitely doesn't look good, and the perception is it doesn't look good. But now let's pull that back and and attach it to this. We've got this police officer who has been given a violation, so now... The candidates know this. And for any a candidate to associate with this officer, especially after it's now coming out that this is happening again, ugh, that's not good. And you're basically in the same situation as Dennis Tyler. Now, I want to say this. Do I know... Or do I think that Justin Peters ran my information because Nora Powell asked him to? I didn't make that claim. I'm saying she possibly could have asked officers too. And you know how the police department works. It's the thin blue line. It's the brotherhood. They're going to help each other out. They're going to watch each other's backs. I very much support that. I'm a former police officer. I will always support police. But you've got officers saying, hey, this dickhead Bilberry is asking questions and is giving Nora a hard time, and we all know what she did for us. Of course, they've all seen you know, what goes on in the negotiations, and they know what their wallets reflect. So they have their selfish reasons to keep her in power, along with some of them have friendships with her that are either appropriate or not. I, I, I don't know. That's for 
the moral police to decide, not me. But then you have the possibility that she's asked them to do this. Keep in mind, her son was one of them that ran Audie Barber. So you do have that. But why did they feel like they could do this? Let's talk about that for a moment. They have the power to do this. They have the ability to do it. Legally, they don't have the right to do it. So that's what we have to look at. Why did they feel like they had the power to do this? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because they do it all the time. Listen, I'm not going to tell you some bullshit that it's not true. I love police officers. I respect police officers. I thank the world of law-abiding, honorable, honest, hardworking, trustworthy police officers. And the men and women of the Muncie City Police Department are some of the finest people going. But ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the truth of the matter. There are people among the police department in Muncie and every other department in the world that do things the wrong way, that are on a power trip, that think that they're somebody special or somebody that they're not, or that they're this or they're that, and they do things they probably shouldn't do. Do I think that I'm the first person to be ran? Nope. I'm just the first person that caught your ass at it. And then I was vocal and others decided to check into it. And lo and behold, you'd ran them too. And so you got to think about this. They did this because they didn't think they would get caught. All right. Well, then when you start saying that, it almost sounds like a criminal. You know, why does a criminal do something? Because they think they can get away with it. So if you're talking about our men and women wearing badges, wearing guns, driving police cars that can stop you, that can detain you, that can take away your freedom, that can legally kill you if the right circumstances apply... What do we think when we hear that those that are supposed to be protecting us and that are those that are supposed to be investigating and stopping criminals are carrying on personal inner dialogues where they're saying, yeah, I'll run this person even though I know I'm not supposed to. I'm not going to get caught. When they're having that same conversation with themselves, we've really got to ask what's going on. And I'm going to tell you right now, this is a systemic problem within the Muncie City Police Department. And I'm not just talking about the IDAX violations. I'm talking about the thought that there is an us versus them and a power struggle where the police are the ones 
that have the upper hand. They're public servants. And I'm not just harping on the police because this can go for the mayor's office. This can go for the city council. Let's talk about Winchester for a moment. You have a Winchester City Council meeting that occurred just a couple days ago in which the mayor of the town I live in, the city, the third-class city, Winchester, and a city council member are having a heated argument back and forth over what one of them's job or what they have the authority or the power to do, and it's a pissing match. And the mayor's in the wrong, clearly. He's checked out. He does not care about his job anymore. He's collecting a paycheck as he's doing another job, not giving any time to the city of Winchester. And you know what? He's going to keep on doing it because we don't tell him we don't like it. I do, but he doesn't care what I have to say. You all have to stand up with me. We see what the power of citizens coming together can do. When we stand up and shout, this is what we don't want, this is why we don't want it, you work for us, and by God, if you don't work the way we want you to, we're going to vote your asses out. They hop too. They get it done. Or at least they act like they get it done and they let others behind the scenes do it. And it gets done. But the point is, it gets done. You know, one way or another. It gets done because that's what the community wants. We've seen that example with the whale sustainable products in Muncie. Okay? So, I'm just talking about power. As citizens, we need to stop saying these people are in power. Don't they don't have any power over us? They don't have any power over you. You don't need somebody to lead you. You don't need somebody to be your boss other than your wife. Or, you know, if if you're the women listen to this, then you're the boss. You don't need a city councilor to be a step above you. You have the power as a citizen to run for city council. Now, I don't know what it is when you put people in charge and they go crazy and they do crazy shit like this and then we call them all out and we're like, whoa, 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 back up here. And we unelect them and we put people in that we know will do good and then they're in there and they fizzle out and they do their own kind of weirdness. Maybe it's just, that's it. Maybe everybody that eventually becomes in office is going to let you down. And maybe it's our job to get the most out of that person as a community that we can. And when that person starts wobbling off on the deep end, we stand up and say, wait, wait a minute, we're here. And we're going to stop you from this nonsense. And we get them back in check and then everything goes along. But the way we got to do that is by being involved. We can't just fade back into the woodwork and let 
whatever happen. We have to be able to know what they're doing. And the only way we can know what they're doing is by paying attention. Because I'm going to tell you, more than a few candidates that I have liked and supported and voted for have then gotten office and done the exact same bullshit. It just hit me like an epiphany today. Somebody who was bashing me on another page for my thoughts and my opinions and my work trying to get people involved and trying to get people active and, and engaged. I, I don't know how that can be seen as bad unless you're the official I'm speaking out about or you somehow support that official or you're getting something out of that official's corruption. That's the only way you could have a problem with what I'm saying. You might not like how I say it and you might support this candidate or that candidate but there can certainly be nothing wrong with me saying everybody needs to be involved. So how do we do that? I want to ask you all that question. You know, if this was a live radio program, and that's what we need this to be. We need me to be working at WIBC, coming on right after Tony, and I could take phone calls, and we could call in, and we could talk about local and we could talk about state we could hell we could talk about national at that point but unfortunately right now this is a podcast so you're listening to this in your car and i would like for you to call me when you hear this yes you you that are sitting there thinking surely you don't mean me yeah dave give me a call linda steve nancy David, Jim, Roe, Cherish, whoever, whoever's listening to this, give me a call and tell me how we can get away from giving these people the thought that they are so much better than us and that if they're in charge, they will do things the right way until they get into power, and then they start going through their agenda, because let's face it, they all have an agenda. We need to get away from that. But tell me, tell me I'm wrong, and this is where I'm asking you to call me. My number is 765-546-9796. I want you to call me, and I'm going to record it, and we're going to put this in the next episode, a follow-up to this episode. I've come to the understanding that maybe everybody that gets involved at some point is going to wobble off the deep end. Maybe they don't get the FBI called. Maybe they're not crazy corrupt like what's been going on Maybe they're not nearly as horrible as Sean Byram. But everybody at some point will do something that's not for the benefit of the community and that the community then has to say, wait a minute here, whoa, whoa. And we got to slap them back into line. Is that what this is? 
Can we not elect people that just want the best for the community? Do you want the best for the community? Maybe we still have the wrong candidates. And I want to be very clear. I'm talking about both Republican and Democrats. I like a bunch of candidates running in Muncie. I've got candidates in Winchester that I support. But I just don't know. I'm really dejected because at the recording of this episode, I want to be very clear that there are far more people that's getting back information that says they've been ran. Some of them are for political reasons. Some of them are for personal reasons. Like this jackass, Justin Peters, was a Muncie City Police Sergeant, canine officer. Lost the canine, lost his sergeant stripes, is now just a regular patrolman. He and his current new wife is also a Muncie City Police Officer, Amy Kessler. And she and Justin have been running Justin's ex-wife and the ex-wife's new husband. What in the hell is that about? Why is that going on? Let me tell you. Because they're in a bad situation, a divorce. It's bad for everybody. It sucks. It happens. Everybody has been around someone that's been through a divorce, or you've been, you've went through your own divorce, or you're the children of divorce, or you have a best friend that's been through a divorce. Everybody knows somebody that's been through it, and none of it's pleasant. And everybody wants to get the upper hand. Well, where do you go when the person you divorce is a cop and will have the upper hand because they can do things like run your information and try to build a case against you for CPS or to take to court or they've got their lawyer friends because they're police officers so they hang out with people in the criminal justice system so they know attorneys. So, you know, you ever thought about how it's funny that when a man and a woman get divorced, it's always the woman that gets the child and the man gets them every other weekend and blah, blah, blah. Except if you're a police officer. I know a large percentage of police officers that have went through divorces and that have really good custody arrangements or their child support's low or they get the children. It's because they have attorneys that do favors for them. It's this whole culture of professional courtesy. And that right there is what builds the low-key culture of corruption or the type of thought that, well, I'm a police officer, so I can get out of this, or the thought that, well, I'm a police officer and you're a police officer and someone's doing something bad or wrong to you, so I'm going to come to your defense. That's not exactly how it works, and that's not what your job is supposed to be. So am I wrong here? Can someone tell me I'm wrong? I'm asking for open debate. I'm asking for you to call me or text me at 765-546-9796 and tell me, you know what, Chris, you're right. Or 
Call me at 765-546-9796 and tell me that I'm wrong. Either way, we'll talk about it, we'll hash it out, and we'll know, we'll get a consensus on what everybody thinks. Because I really don't know anymore. I do know, though, this kind of stuff has to stop. And I don't know if we have the right people in place that can stop this or not. We'll have to see. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. All right, folks. Well, that's the really big show for today. I want to thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast hosting site or at the home link of perception.fireside.fm. Thank you for listening. Help spread the message. Let's build the audience. Let's build up our networks. And let's continue to build the culture of bettering local government through our citizen involvement. For all of us here at Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury, I want to say God bless, be safe, Take care of one another, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.